0: This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday, 10 to 2, on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. Downtown Vancouver, it's a magnet for tourists, some of the biggest companies around, workers who work downtown, of course, the occasional movie star, but what's it like for the people who actually live in that part of the city brand new report out today called the state of downtown it's just been released by the downtown vancouver business improvement association it goes through a lot of highlights here about things that are going well some of the challenges to make the downtown core a more enjoyable place to live and work let's check in now with charles Gautier. he's the president and ceo of the downtown vancouver business improvement association charles thanks for coming on Thanks, Mike. Thanks for the opportunity. Yeah, you bet. Also on the line, Vancouver City Councillor Lisa Dominato. Hello, Councillor. Hi, Mike.
1: Thanks uh, for having guys, me. Th-
0: guys, thanks for coming on. Charles, let me go to you first. Let's go over some of the uh, sort of the good news highlights in uh, in this report about the,
2: uh, the growth in the downtown. There's more people uh, living down there. There's a lot more people living downtown, and uh, we're seeing phenomenal growth in uh, the job space, uh, office space that's going to be built over the course of the next five years. And uh, you know we're certainly seeing an increase in transit ridership, use of uh, of car car sharing, uh, it, bike lanes, uh, bike share um, as well. So you know it's just such phenomenal growth. And in my 27 years here with the organization, it's really unprecedented. We're setting all time new records.
0: Okay, you got like over 100,000 people living in the in the downtown and the West End combined, right? So for the downtown
2: area, that's right. Yeah. And, and again, this is, uh, you know, great policy that's been made by previous city councils and city staff. Uh, you think of people like uh, former director of planning Ray Spaxman and Larry Beasley and all those that followed afterwards, you know, set the uh, the wheels in motion uh, to have people live uh, close to where they work. And, uh, you know, we're really at the forefront in North America on this particular issue. And uh, and having said that, and you've, you hinted at it, you know, we, we need to pay attention to uh some of the issues that uh, we've been talking about a long time housing affordability yeah. uh, the strain that we have in our transit system uh and and the homelessness uh so yeah. uh the intent of the report was to look back uh, to 2018 uh what's been happening uh, the trends that we're seeing and then paying attention to those challenges that uh, we all have to work together on
0: okay let's go to vancouver city councillor lisa dominato a councillor what jumps out at you in this report
1: yeah well i think it's a great report it gives us a snapshot of actually what's happening in downtown but uh, one of the things that stood out was uh the data around transit and how people are moving around downtown and i think it speaks to a, a bigger issue is that we really need to as you know office space is expanding and more people are living downtown and working downtown is how people move around uh, we're a very multimodal uh, community here in vancouver and i think a key to that is transportation public transit uh, as well as ride hailing and um, so I think those are, that sort of jumped out at me as well as uh, with, uh, tourism as well. Uh, we are a, a global city, a big draw for many people around the world and how are we activating our city uh, in, in, uh, when we have tourists visiting
0: be, it'd be nice if we could get uh, ride hailing. Uh, you know, hopefully that happens. It would be. Yeah. I mean, hopefully that happens this year. And for a world class city, Charles, Charles, let me go back to you. I know you've been outspoken on this issue, too. I mean, I've spoken to some people who are visiting Vancouver, sometimes maybe for the first time and they show up here and they take their phone out. And say, oh, I'm going to call my Uber. And then they're looking at their phone. What's going on? My Uber doesn't work and they're just stunned. We don't have it. It's
2: ridiculous. Yeah. Well, yeah, and and I heard a story yesterday from one of my staff that came back from uh, holidays and he had a two, he didn't have it, but he saw people standing in line at the uh, at the airport and uh, people were there for two hours. This is, I believe, just a day or two ago. Uh, Yeah, it's an embarrassment. And uh, yes, we're part of the Rideshare Now Coalition. Uh, You know, I'm not the lead on that particular issue, but Eden Tottenham has been uh, (laughs) holding the mantle on that. Uh, Yeah, it can't come soon enough.
0: Okay, I agree with you there. Let's talk about some of the challenges for the downtown and go back to Councillor Dominato. Councillor, like one of the things that jumps out at me here is you know, we always talk about housing affordability, and, and we've seen how uh, prices have come down a bit. We've seen a, a drop in the market, but still very expensive for people to live downtown, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that is. I was actually just at a, a morning session this, uh, at the UDI uh, talking about rental housing and how do we provide more rental housing because yeah. there's a, an undersupply. And so we need to work in partnership with the development community and others not-for-profits, for instance, and leveraging their lands to um, create deeper affordability um, for a wide range of incomes. And so that is a priority and, and definitely stands out as we talk about um, uh, the vibrancy of the downtown. I think the other thing that stands out for me as we, we look at this, this report is that we are increasingly the global city. We're becoming a 24-7 city. And I have forward a motion around really looking at having a strategy around our night economy as well and, and how we support uh, the city in that regard to the, not just the downtown, but the entire city.
0: Okay, the night economy, that's interesting. And go back to Charles Gautier. I mean, what about
2: that? What, what about getting SkyTrain hours extended? Wouldn't that help? Well, uh, Trans- TransLink will be making an announcement um, next week in regards to the uh, study they've done in regards to whether or not they... Can extend SkyTrain twenty four two, which means over the weekend. Uh, that's their their call. They're going to make that announcement next week in oh. terms of the results. Huh. Um, but I, I can say that uh, I'll be available to the media for comments uh, when that becomes public. Uh, but uh, yeah, we we do need to find a way to be able to move people around uh, at all at all hours of the day. Uh, we hear from our uh, members. Who uh, have uh, staff that work late into the night? It could be housekeeping and security guards, and they feel rushed to, you know, to finish their shift and get out and get the last guy train out at 1:16 a.m. Uh, Having said that, there is a a relatively uh, robust night bus system, and uh, kudos to TransLink for uh, an initiative they took last year to create Mm -hmm. a hub at Georgia and Granville. And we've seen, and the report identifies that, there was a 21% increase in ridership, uh, just by a a little bit of a tweaking of of their current system. Uh, So we're looking forward to next week's decision, and we'll be able to comment uh,
0: well, you got me extremely intrigued here now because now I'm starting to wonder if they're going to announce a 24-hour SkyTrain on the weekends. Is that what you're suggesting or broadly hinting at there?
2: Uh, No, I think, roll back the tape, but I think what I said is that they'll have an announcement regarding the study that was looking at (laughs) that as an option.
1: Yeah, so I think that my understanding is, Mike, is that translinkers have to look at, could they extend SkyTrain? Could they add night buses? So they're looking at the night transit and what that could look like, and they'll be reporting back on that next week.
0: I see. How about the uh, hotel rooms, downtown, Councillor? I mean, I've heard about a, a bit of a crunch for the availability of hotel rooms, especially when we're getting uh, more visitors. Any thoughts there? Yeah,
1: certainly. I mean, that is, uh, I mean, something to actually Charles and I were just talking about that is the the need for um, uh, increased hotel space as we have more visitors coming to the city. We actually have a motion coming up by one of my uh, colleagues, uh, Kelsa P. Fry, looking at tech hospitality in terms, and so there's, um, it's something we need to look at, and how do we support uh, our tourism in the city?
2: Yeah, just to add to that, Mike, Tourism Vancouver uh, not only identified the need for more hotel rooms uh, for visitors, uh, but also business travelers. And, uh, you know, we're adding over 4 million square feet of office space over the course of the next five years. Uh, you know, we need to be able to accommodate uh, business travelers that are coming to our city uh, to do business and to potentially explore the opportunity to invest in our community. Uh, so it's, it's got several different angles of why uh, more hotel space uh, is critical uh, for the ongoing success, uh, not of just the downtown, but of the city and the region as a whole.
0: Okay, speaking to Charles Gauthier, Downtown Vancouver Business Improvement Association, Vancouver City Councillor Lisa Dominato about today's report on the, the state of, of downtown. Charles, um, what about uh, cruise ships? This is nothing but good, right? And we bring in cruise ships, people come here and spend their money,
2: go home. This is good. It's absolutely uh, important uh, for the downtown economy. We have one large retailer uh, in our district who uh, uh, basically pegs... Uh, of their business uh, to the cruise ship industry that we have uh, docking here uh, in downtown Vancouver. And again, it it does fuel, uh, you know, a lot of other activities, uh, hotel room stays. uh, You know, we've identified that... uh, uh, people that come for conventions and come on holidays uh, do spend a lot more money than residents do, and it's understandable. We all do that. We go on vacation, and we open up our wallet <laughs> to uh, to enjoy the experience. Uh, so we we you know we have such a diversified downtown, and and ever since I've been here at the helm of the organization, we've really been lucky to have a balanced and diversified downtown, not reliant on one particular sector of the economy, yep. and uh, it's really. Uh, made downtown a success story uh, over the last 30, 40 years. Lisa, Dominato, you want to weigh in on that?
0: Gonna I was going to
1: say, um, cruise ship, obviously, the industry is vitally important to the city, but I think one of the things that I'd like to see more of is, is a lot of these people are coming, they're staying overnight, they're coming in for the day. How are we coordinating outdoor activations in our city when we do have uh, these tourists coming in, they're on a cruise ship, they're stepping out to go and enjoy a meal. What are we doing outdoors? What are we doing to engage them with, uh, with the outdoor entertainment, activations? I think that's something we should be looking at more closely. Hmm.
2: And I can't agree uh, strongly enough on that. And that's one of the things that, uh, you know, we do as an organization in partnership with a number of our member businesses, Uh, we call it placemaking activations in public space. And we've got great partnerships uh, with the city and many others to do that. Uh, And, you know, a tip uh, of support to council that did approve the uh, $5 million project that Robson Square to convert it into a permanent plaza because, uh, we do know that those spaces do get utilized by um, large festivals mm-hmm. like the jazz festival that starts this weekend. They're opening their weekend, uh, their festival this weekend at that particular location. And uh, anything we can do to make it more permanent looking rather than yeah. the way it looks now, uh, we, w- we applaud.
0: I thought we were the no fun city. Or are we the no fun city? Charles. We, are fun,
2: we are a fun city. <laughs> are we? Uh, okay.
1: Yes. I, I think we're a fun city, but I think we can always do more, which how is why. We, how could we, we make it more
0: fun? Lisa. Well, that's
1: why I've been pushing for the 24-7. Look at our we, the night mm-hmm. economy piece. I, the motion I put forward is I think there's a lot more we can be doing around the clock. And I think um, the flexibility. And I think one of the things even just recently with the um, we were looking to do some outdoor viewing of the Raptors game and things like yeah. that, that brings people together outdoors, builds community. And um, yeah, that didn't happen, really though. Important. It
0: was a good no, idea. But but it I, didn't I'd happen. Like us to,
1: it didn't, and I'd like us to see something that in the future. And yeah. I, because I think it's really, we're, we're living in smaller spaces, and so um, getting together, bringing people together, um, and being able to enjoy okay. the vibrancy of our city.
0: Guys, thanks for coming on today. Okay, thank you. you. I appreciate it to both of you. Charles Gauthier, he's the president and CEO, of Downtown Vancouver Business Improvement Association. Lisa Dominato, she's a Vancouver city councilor.